Are you ready to launch? Yes, let's go. Welcome to Lawyers Who Launch, the podcast hosted by two law school besties who practice law and are now ready to inspire and empower you to take positive steps in your professional and personal life to find joy and fulfillment. Hi, all. It's me, Haley, today bringing you a solo episode. Something has come up in my firm that got me thinking, and I wanted to share my thoughts with you on this topic. Recently, we received a directive from our firm about mentoring associates. When I say directive, I don't mean it in a negative connotation. What I mean is they have a focus on nurturing young talent and having longevity within the firm. There's a plan of action and follow-up, and it seems like something that will not be a one-off, but rather a way for the firm at large to encourage intentional mentoring between partners and associates. Amy and I have talked a lot about different issues relating to mentoring, both in this podcast as well as the Law Student's Guide to Networking. Today, I'm going to look at it from a different perspective and share my thoughts. And we would also love to hear your thoughts on mentoring. Mentoring can take many different shapes and serve many different purposes. One way that I like to think about mentoring is that mentoring can be a process of self-discovery to help you decide who you want to be. I think about mentoring in this way because I don't believe that the mentor should be dictating to the mentee how the mentor wants the mentee to be. Instead, a more ideal relationship is one where the mentor and mentee have a level of communication and respect that helps the mentee discover, develop, and define their professional identity. In this example, I'm assuming that the relationship is focused on their professional lives. And while this is certainly the most common example, I actually don't think that this type of relationship can only be defined by one's professional existence. I can absolutely see value and a place for mentorship in other contexts, such as parental. But that's not the focus of today's podcast. So let's get back to the inspiration for this episode. As I was thinking about how I can best serve my firm, the associates that I interact with, and myself, I was struck by the realization that I'm finally at a point in my career that I feel I can bring true value to someone else as a mentor while also still needing a mentor myself. I'm in a transitional period where I've been in practice long enough to feel the confidence to share those experiences and be there for others who are coming up now. However, I'm nowhere near done with my career, and I still need that support that a mentor offers. I can't think of any phase of your professional career that would not benefit from mentorship. Retirement even is a huge transitional time, and those transitions absolutely cry out for support from a trusted mentor. Now let's talk for a minute about some of the practicalities of mentorship. First, and perhaps the hardest, is how do you find a mentor? 
Much like the idea of expanding your professional network, the idea of finding a mentor can be anxiety-inducing. The good news is that so many of the same principles that we talk about with networking can and should be applied to your search for a mentor. Amy and I talk a lot about developing your networking plan by first thinking about networking for a purpose. Today's purpose is to find and maintain a mentor. So that's simple. We can check that one off the list. So we know our networking purpose, but how do we get started? The first place to look is at your current professional network. Is there anyone in your network with whom you would be interested in pursuing a mentor relationship? Now, we've talked about this a lot, but it bears repeating that no matter who you are, you have a professional network. You have friends and family. There are friends of people in your family that you know. You've had employers, coworkers, teachers, and professors. These are such easy places to look for a prospective mentor and definitely should not be overlooked in terms of your network at large. So let's pause there for a second. What if you do not think that anyone you already know fits the bill? What you'll do is you'll try looking one step out from your existing professional network. Is there anyone in your school ideal practice area, or general profession that you're aware of, but maybe you don't actually know that person? If so, then look for a connection point. Is there someone you know who could make that introduction? Maybe that person is presenting at a professional conference that you're planning on attending. Attend, and then after the conference, Go up to the person and talk to them. Reach out to them. Start to form that connection. Ask yourself this. Is there a way that you could meet that ideal person in a professional setting to begin to develop that relationship? If you're listening to this episode thinking, well, I want a mentor, but I don't know who to ask because I don't think I know what I'm looking for. Well, listen up, because we've gotten to some important information for you. I have a few strategies to help you kickstart your consideration of what type of mentor you are looking for. The first way is really simple. Start making a list of qualities that you think make a good mentor, or more specifically, a good mentor for you. Once you get going with that, you can consider whether you know anyone that might be a good fit with the list that you've made. It's funny how making a list like this could suddenly open our eyes to someone that is right in front of our faces. But maybe you don't know someone that fits the bill once you've made the list. Well, now you have a plan of action. You can start networking looking for a mentor, keeping these qualities in your mind. The next strategy is a little bit different, and it might not be for everyone, quite frankly. 
But a lot of people have found great success with vision boards. Maybe you develop a vision board, whether on actual paper or even virtually, focused on what you're hoping to achieve through a mentoring relationship. This type of simple exercise can also bring to light ultimately the type of person you're looking for to be your mentor. And you can go into pursuing that relationship knowing that you have a goal in your mind. And then finally, strategy number three is just start nurturing some relationships. Now, of course, you're not going to pursue every person that you know in your professional network, but select two or three key people. And maybe you aren't sure that they're right but they are in your network. So you should be nurturing those connections anyway. But now you're going to be nurturing with the possibility of mentorship in mind. The worst thing that happens is these people are not the mentors for you. However, because you've invested the time in building these relationships, you have stronger networking connections that can then help bring you to your ideal mentor. Mentoring really is something that's near and dear to my heart. It's been really important for me as I've come up and developed professionally. And it's something that I'm absolutely focused on in the future because I believe it's a way that I can help our community grow. So thank you for listening to this episode on mentoring. And now we've reached the Say It Out Loud segment for this week. So this week, my Say It Out Loud should be of no surprise, where I simply say thank you to everyone who's had a role in mentoring me through the years. Don't forget to like and subscribe to our podcast. Share this episode with someone in your network. Give us a follow at Lawyers Who Launch on Instagram. And check out our website, lawyerswholaunch.com, for more on mentoring on our blog. Have a great day.